welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Powderhorn Guns and Archer is with us. Jordan is in studio. He's brought in a few firearms. We're going to chat about those. It's show and tell. But for William, who sent me the message, Missouri has many gun laws, all unconstitutional. They mirror the feds. Uh, this is because I said it is the finest state, if you're a Second Amendment supporter, to live in. Yeah, we all know, William, you state the obvious, uh, that all these gun laws are, frankly, uh, against, you know, they violate the uh, the Constitution. I understand that. Everybody listening to me does. But we don't have bump stock laws and, and some other uh, uh, regulations the feds have. It gives us an edge over any other state in the Union, and I stand behind that. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into show and tell. Uh, because, uh, and, and I'm just curious, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, Browning. Yeah. Uh, does it come with the optic? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And it's it's a, it's you know, the optic, it looks nice. It's an older uh, Simmons, so it's it's not yeah, a but high fun. But yeah, and that's what we used. Oh my gosh, in the 80s? I mean, I don't think I, I think I had one Leopold that my that my dad had on one of our rifles. Uh, other than that, it was, it was all Tasco and Simmons world-class stuff, and... Uh, They've, they've killed a lot of animals. They've killed a lot of animals. But that Browning is a gorgeous gun. So this is a Browning A-Bolt. Um, it's in the, the Hunter stock. So you notice the wood, um, which is getting harder and harder to find. We don't, we don't yeah. make as many. Um, some of them aren't as pretty anymore. Um, this is just a really good example. This is a 1987 um, firearm, and it's in 95%. I was going to say it's in pretty good shape, it, and that furniture is, really it, looks nice. It really is for as old as it is. Um, it's uh, it's weird to say 1987's old, but yeah, you know, th- 35 <laughs> years old. It's a uh, it, it looks really good. It's in a 30 out six. Um, you just don't you don't find these older guns in this condition because we hunted with these guns. I've got one at home, and it it's not that clean because it's been dragged through the woods by a 14 through a 40 year old. Um, so it it doesn't look as good as that. So this is a really prime example of one, and uh, it, it's it's something you just don't see very often. And, you know, the A-bolt action, the, the, the adjustable triggers in them, everything is just, they're just known as being a super quality firearm. And MSRP, even back in the 80s on these, was, was really high. And uh, and, they, and they sold a lot just because they, they make such a quality firearm. And I really like these older ones. A-bolt 3 is still a great gun. I just, I really prefer these uh, A-bolt 2 and earlier guns. And they're just... Uh, Man, they're just. I, I wish I could have this one, but I've already got one at home. Oh, you you could have this. I one. I know, but my wife has already. I've already spent my stipend. I'm allowed to spend. <laughs> we got we got adoption <laughs> papers there. I'm sure. That's right. Let me, let me see the. Uh, um, seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's and that that's a pretty darn good price uh, for the condition uh, of what this is in. Having the Leopold uh, mount and rings on it. Um, it, it's just it's just a really good uh, price for uh, the condition of this firearm and all. I, d- I don't expect that to last um, a day or two, especially this time of year, because we're getting into all of our western seasons, and then we're getting into, before we know it, we're in deer season here. So I think this will go, and it's in a 30-06, and I've got 30-06 ammo. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah notice you, you brought that up earlier in the program. <laughs> he thinks you did that on purpose. That's right. Marketing genius. There it is. But, uh, yeah, a, a, a super gun, a super example of a super gun. You know, when you talk shotgun, yeah. Benelli is one of the first names that come up. Yeah, when you really start talking about quality and people knowing what they're doing, Benelli is is definitely uh, up there with with uh, in, in an elite status with just a couple others. The the reason I brought this M two is it's actually something that I use. 
And uh, it's we had Dove, Dove Seasons. Dove, blah, 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 blah. It's easy for you to say. Wow. Uh, let's go with Dove Season Opener. We had that back on September 1st. So we've all been out doing a lot of dove hunting. And the beauty of this M2 is, is I was out there carrying it in the field. And uh, let me tell you, my, my recipe right now is about five shots for every one dove. That's, <laughs> that's about the best I can do. And... Uh, but uh, as I'm out there shooting, and you'll have a day where you might shoot 75 uh, shots e- easy. And uh, as, as I keep repeatedly using this, it just reminds me of, A, how clean they stay with the inertia-driven um, uh, recoil system, uh, semi-automatic, and um, just how maneuverable they are and how they work for everything. So I use my M2, go dove hunting, yep, grab the M2. If I'm going to go turkey hunting, oh, yep, grab the M2. If we're going to go duck hunting, oh, look, I'm going to grab the M2. Um, I, I use it for everything. It's just a great all-around shotgun. Are there better specific duck guns? Yes. Are there better specific dove guns? Yes. Are there better specific turkey guns? Yes. But man, this one just fits for, for us average guys uh, that aren't super at any of those things. This is a great gun. And uh, I know I, I'm in I'm in my midlife, right? I'm in my, my 40s and uh, I don't like to have to take things apart and clean it all the time. And <laughs> I bet my M2... I haven't, besides wipe off the water if it was wet when I got back, I probably haven't cleaned that thing in six years. And uh, it's still perfect. It's still Pay no attention to the man behind the microphone. You want to <laughs> clean your weapons regularly. This is not a defensive weapon for me. You uh, still want to clean. That's true. But uh, let me tell you, a lot of us don't. And it's one of those things you don't even realize. You, you use it during turkey season, and then all of a sudden it's dove season, you're like, oh. I don't think I cleaned it off from turkey season. And you're like, well, I'll, I'll clean it after dove season. And then after dove season, all of a sudden it's duck season. You're like, eh, <laughs> no reason to clean it now. But they uh, they really stay super clean, I think, is the, the theory behind that, is they just, it doesn't get gummed up. Um, these M2s are just, it is their mid-line uh, of shotguns, and they are just fantastic. They're fairly lightweight. They've got good camo patterns. Um and we have several. Uh, we have twenty-eight inch, twenty-six inch. We have it in the duck uh, uh, bottomlands camo. We've got uh, wood ones. We've got just about everything in stock for those uh, right now. But man, a great all-around shotgun. Just a just if you just want one or two shotguns, this is one of those you want to own. Yeah, Benelli just makes a great shotgun. Really um, do. I don't know what else to tell you. The, now these two firearms that we've just. Uh, by the way, I wonder if Fetterman uses this to hunt <laughs> joggers. I, I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, do you, um, will you have these uh, down at uh, Potterhorn Guns and Archery after the show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. So I don't expect the Browning to to, uh, to last very long, but the M2 I have several of. So if you're interested in that, you want to be like one of the first in line. You, know, you might have to head over to Paris Road. Hey, just saying. Um, but wait, there's more. Wilson Combat. Now, you guys are a distributor for... Or, or, uh, a dealer, yep, dealer for them, right? Yes, it's this is nice. It's kind of one of those things I I really have enjoyed their stuff for, gosh, twenty years now. Um, I've I've owned Wilson Combat stuff. They just make really good stuff. Now the pistol we brought in today is their SFT nine. It, it is one that they uh, originated. Um, it's completely made by them because they also do partner guns. Like I have several of the Berettas. We've brought those on the show before uh, that Wilson Combat then takes and modifies. They, they do SIGs. We sell a bunch of those. We have those in stock. Those are awesome guns. Um, and, of course, they do a bunch of 1911s. Um, they do 45, 10 millimeter, which I have on order. It's just they're so far behind. They're, they're, they're getting them to me as fast as they can. But this SFT9 is something they came out with. And you imagine a something that starts its life as a 1911 style frame so it is a you know carry it 
uh, cocked and locked. Um, it has about the same grip angle as the standard 1911, has the larger beaver tail. Um, it is a thicker grip because it's a double stack. So this has 15 round uh, capacity. Um, the slide is a f slim slide like it is on 1911. You know, 1911 slides aren't as boxy as some of the full-size Glock slides and stuff like that. So it has that slim, movable, uh, maneuverable feel. And then uh, what they've done with this and the trigger system um, in this thing is, is absolutely amazing. It's probably one of the best uh, that I felt coming straight out of the box, the, uh, the the trigger pull, the creep, the how far you have to move it, and then the reset. So when you start to let off the trigger, um, when it gives you a little click knowing you can pull it again, it is all set up just, I mean, wondrously. Um, and these things come really tight. That's one of the things about Wilson Combat. You, you, you've grabbed a lot of guns that are good quality guns, $500 guns, good quality guns, and you can, you know, grab the slide and you can get to shake a little bit, and um, you can grab a hold of it. it these things have zero of that movement. They are just precision machined by hand, uh, especially all the finishing touches are done by hand down in Arkansas at Wilson Combat. And, uh, and there's just there's nothing left to the imagination. These things are put together top quality. You pay top quality prices for them, um, but, man, they are they are absolutely one of the finest. You start using that, and it's hard to, it's hard to go back. <laughs> it's hard to go back to some of the other stuff. You know, and that front sight, um, I, I, I like those. It just makes your target... Uh easier to, to acquire. I like that. It, it really does. And then they're, they've got their half-barrel uh, rear sight that Wilson Combat uses that they put on a lot of their guns. Um, so it's just a half-circle back there. And uh, it really helps out. I mean, our, our eyes love circles. and Our eyes are drawn to circles, and our eyes are drawn to centering things in circles. So it's just a, it's an easier way of sighting things in. And it, it really, this would be a fun gun to go shoot plates and, and things like that on it. It would be a, a whole lot of fun and a great defensive weapon. Because that's what Wilson Combat is really built on, is having super uh, grade defensive weapons. Um, they, they, they have great accuracy, and there's other companies that do more things for accuracy, but they're built on having combat firearms. And not having a long stage is, is, uh, for the trigger pull yeah. is one of the things that I really like. Yeah. Uh, this is really... How many rounds? Uh, so it holds 15 and plus one in the chamber, so 16 rounds in a, in, in a small package. Yeah. Uh, in a 1911-style system. So 1911 trigger, hammer, uh, safety, all that kind of stuff. That is really, really nice. What a great concealed carry that is. Yeah. I, I would like to put one on a two-year layaway and uh, end up with one of those. That's my next one. Is it? Yeah. I'm going I'm to do it. I'm gonna just How many it. of these do you have? Uh, I have two of them right now. I'm pretty sure. The day <laughs> before yesterday, I had two, but I had someone looking at it. I don't remember if he ended up with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and do they make one with a rail? Uh, they do. I just don't have one with a rail right now. Yes. Hmm. They were I'm further like, behind on those. I am liking this. It this did. is neat. Since you're a 1911 guy, it is a great. Yeah. And yeah, I know it's not a 45, but the nine. Still, great. you know what? With the, with the engineering uh, that they've done to those nine millimeter rounds, they are plenty good at stopping the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and and in fact, uh, I think they're they're probably as good as uh, at, at, at the 1911, uh, at the uh, 45 ACP. Yeah, quality stuff. All right, uh, let's see. All right, uh, Brian is telling me we got to take a break, so we're going to do that. We're going to come back. Powderhorn Guns and Archery is with us. I'm Gary Ungott. In a never-ending quest to decide and discover whether or not the left are just ignorant or stupid about the Second Amendment and firearms, we've reached out to get some quotes from them, and we'll play them una momento. But first, let me tell you, 
uh, I almost said Brian is just, sorry, Jordan. I almost said Brian may. Oh, no. That would be the ultimate insult, you know. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be terrible. <laughs> Jordan is with us uh, from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. And uh, we've got some uh, some audio to help us decide if the anti-gun people are ignorant or just stupid. Uh, cut one, Mr. Hansen. In February, you introduced the Assault Weapons Ban and Law Enforcement Protection Act of 2007. It would regulate semi-automatic assault weapons, including weapons that have pistol grips, a forward grip, and something called a barrel shroud. Weapons with a barrel shroud would be regulated. What's a barrel shroud, and why should we regulate it? I think, I think the more important thing is that it also would have had banned the large capacity clips right. that Colin Ferguson had but used, I, and also uh, the killer. Okay. But I, I read, the, I read the legislation. I'm sorry, I read the legislation, and it said that it would regulate barrel shrouds. What's a barrel shroud and why should we regulate that? The guns that were chosen back in uh, in those days were basically the guns that most gangs and criminals were using to kill our, our police okay. officers. I'm not saying it was the best bill, but that okay. was the best do, bill do they could get out at that particular is? time. I actually don't know what a barrel oh, shroud okay, is. I believe it's, in it's your a shoulder thing that goes up. Oh, it's in it. Uh, I would go... Does Powderhorn have a shoulder thing that goes up uh, in stock? <laughs> I only have the ones that go down. I apologize. Oh, darn. <laughs> I don't want any of those. Oh, I got a line, but I'm going to hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can hear it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just dirty. All right. <laughs> so, uh, dumb or ignorant? I'd go with ignorant. You go with ignorant? Yeah, that's someone just signing up to something that their party tells them to that doesn't have any idea what's going on. Call Do you them. notice how hard she tried not to answer? <laughs> Isn't that the goal? Isn't it's that like, everybody's yeah, play like, card? It's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, maybe if I just keep talking, I can get him away from that, and I won't He'll have to forget answer. about it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> what's the barrel shroud again? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the thing that goes up. <laughs> I'll, bet she's, I'll bet she's got, oh, never mind. Uh, Brian, uh, let's try cut two. Well, let's just look at the assault weapons ban. Yep. We had one in this country for 10 years. Every single weapon used by the shooter in Connecticut yep. would have been okay under the old assault weapons law. They were all exceptions. Yeah, okay, so the law is flawed. Fix it. Isn't it pretty hard to define what is an assault weapon? Because it's so easy to write around for manufacturers to create weapons that... Well, if it can fire a lot of bullets very quickly... That's a good definite, good place to start, okay? And, and then you can say, argue what a lot is. Okay, let's pick it. Let's say three. If you haven't hit the deer with three shots, you're a pretty lousy shot. That deer deserves to get away. Let's get serious here. But that would ban most pistols. That would ban most... No, but pistols are different. You have to pull the trigger each time. An assault weapon, you basically hold it, goes... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what, is, what does it go? How does it go? <laughs> <laughs> you had a little bit of an R in there, too, so... Yeah, sound like a belch, but okay. Wow. Uh, ignorant or stupid? I'm going to go with both on that one, I think. <laughs> you, 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 Three you, rounds. You couldn't get a 38 Smith & Wesson revolver. <laughs> You'd be violating it. Because when, when a couple of those states went to six or five-round capacities, then you're like, oh, my God, you're outlawing so many 22 revolvers yeah. and other things. Yeah, that, that was not a... yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going with stupid and uh, ignorant and dumb. <laughs> I, that's that's how I would see it. It's dumber than stupid, as we always say. Yeah. Uh, let's throw another one out there, Mr. Hansen. 
If you want to protect yourself, get a double-barrel shotgun, have the shells, a 12-gauge shotgun, and I promise you, as I told my wife, we live in an area that's wooded and somewhat secluded. I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here or walk out, put that double-barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. Well... You know, it occurred to me, and I, I don't know why I never thought of this before, because we've all obviously heard this quote before. So now if the bad guy comes in anyway, she doesn't have an empty, she's got an empty gun. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's fired those two rounds out of that double uh, barrel shotgun up into the air. And everybody knows shooting it, you know, in the air, uh, it's perfectly safe. Perfectly illegal for all law enforcement to do unless they're in a lethal force situation. As soon as you pull that trigger and a barrel leaves or a bullet leaves that barrel, you have you have deployed deadly force no matter what. That's why warning shots and all those things are are not legal anywhere. So what, what was just stated is something that law enforcement cannot do. Warning shot between the eyes. You know, it's it, something funny about the double barrel. That's going to come back to get him. Because when they redefine or define what a semi-automatic rifle is, like to be 21, right? We're, that was the goal, to move it so no one can buy something that's semi-automatic rifle or shotgun unless they're 21. That's the new rule that's coming. Well, a double-barrel shotgun, most have one trigger, and you close the barrel, and you pull the trigger once, and one barrel goes off. You pull the trigger a second time, and the other barrel goes off. Well, what kind of action is that? Is that a semi-automatic action? I didn't have to do anything. Didn't have to recock an action or move a bolt or anything like that. So it's going that, that's a that's an interesting thing that he said that I think will come back to get him depending on how they define that because that's a question we've had and I'm like I don't know how they're going to define that. Don't ever do that again on my program. <laughs> don't ever ever do that again because some liberal listening to you now is going, hey, wait a minute now, <laughs> and you've given them an idea. Yeah, but that takes it further. The the crazier we can make them sound, and the more things that they can go after. The talking heads, the talking heads, uh, the more. 80% of us that live in the middle and just want to, you know, just want to live our lives, we stop voting for them. So as many crazy things as you can get one or the other side to say, it, it really helps. Because then you get at least another 5% of the 45% of people that actually show up to vote. Uh, you get another 5% in the middle to come in and go, okay, they're too crazy. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and vote for the other ones. Yeah, well, I don't think they need our encouragement. But anyway, because <laughs> they come up with it. And we've got some more examples. We'll play them uh, in the uh, next segment of the program. Uh, we've also uh, got an odd law in Illinois. Uh, we'll uh, chat about that. We've got callers on the line. We'll grab a couple of those. Uh, we got a minute. Maybe we can get uh, Alan in real, real quickly. Alan, uh, you got just under a minute. Hey, Gary, if I can stop laughing for a second. Uh, anyway, yeah, I always wondered about Biden. Does he think that criminals can't count the two? Uh, I figure most of them can, but that always got me with the double barrel shotgun. And I, at least he knows his guns. He did recommend putting the 12 gauge rounds in and not using a 20 gauge or something like that. So at least he knows his weapons from that standpoint. And then back to the comment about the barrel shrouds. I have a question on that. I believe she said that the ban took care of those weapons that were commonly used against law enforcement. That's not actually correct, is it? No, it is not. It is not. Good point. Alan, I got to run. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. And uh, Jordan is in from Potterhorn Guns and Archery. And, you know, you could wait for the law enforcement officer to show up, but they got their hands full. Um, there just aren't enough 
police officers to be everywhere at once. And so you learn to defend yourself. Uh, and that's why most of us are advocates for concealed carry. But when law enforcement do take the time to arrest the bad guy, and the bad guy gets turned back out on the street, uh, then it makes it even more important that uh, that you learn to defend yourself and carry your own firearm. Uh, this is a, a really great piece about Illinois, and uh, we'll play that now. Convince you to get a gun for protection? I don't know what will. Starting in January, a new law will go into effect in Illinois called the Safety Act. Part of it eliminates cash bail for most offenses. Today, the Winnebago County State's Attorney says around 400 inmates at the county jail will be released. Under the new law, people arrested for many criminal cases, including battery, robbery, and vehicular homicide, cannot be detained no matter the severity of the crime. Unless there is evidence, they're a flight risk, and a judge can only detain someone for murder and armed robbery if there is a real and present threat to the safety of the community. People, you are on your own, especially if you live in a state where the leadership is more concerned about appealing to this incessant obsession about wokeity-wokeness. I'll be the first to say that cash bail systems in this country definitely need to be reworked, and I can understand doing this for nonviolent offenses. But under this law, crimes such as aggravated batteries, robberies, burglaries, hate crimes, aggravated DUIs, vehicular homicide, drug-induced homicides, all drug offenses, including delivery of fentanyl and trafficking cases, are not eligible for detention no matter the severity of the crime or the defendant's risk to a specific person or the community unless people prove by clear and convincing evidence the person has a high likelihood of willful flight to avoid prosecution. What the f They even had the audacity to call this the Safety Act. That's like inviting Lil Durk and NBA Youngboy to a gospel festival in Southside Chicago. There's nothing safe about this act. You just gave every criminal in Illinois a list of everything they can get away with. This is stupid. Keep in mind, this is the same Illinois that is ranked eighth in the nation for having the strictest gun control laws. They're literally passing gun control laws that they're not going to arrest criminals for and then turn around and say, we need more gun laws to keep people safe from the criminals. You're saying you're not going to arrest for breaking those gun laws. Why is anyone still voting for these people? They make policies like their children. Oh, let's pass this dumbass law so the blacks will like me. Oh, let's pass this silly little law so the Mexicans will like me. But. Tell them to pass a law like improving the educational system in these communities that teach these kids actual skill sets that they can then go out and make a good living with so that they don't have to actually be out in the streets? Crickets. No, instead, they pass laws that make sure the criminals in these communities stay in these communities, free to walk the streets, wrecking havoc until their next court date. And that's if they bother to show up. Because also under this law, judges may no longer issue a warrant when a defendant fails to come to court. Instead, an absent defendant must next be served with a court order asking them again to appear. And then fail to appear a second time before a warrant may be issued. Yo, this is next level stupid or evil, depending how far down the conspiracy hole you want to go. They coddle criminals by enabling their ability to stay out on the streets, while at the same time making it harder for the law-abiding citizens to exercise their Second Amendment rights. 
And here's what's really messed up. You're better off being a career criminal, habitually breaking gun laws, than you are as a law-abiding citizen who decides they're not going to follow unconstitutional gun laws. They'll let the career criminal go because mawokeness, but they will prosecute the law-abiding citizen to the fullest extent of the law just to make an example out of them and scare every other law-abiding person from doing the same thing. You see, these wokey woke politicians use criminality to control the law-abiding. As long as the criminals don't attack the government, they're free to do what they want to the law-abiding citizens with little to no repercussion. The politicians will say to the law-abiding, see, this is why we need these gun laws, to keep you safe, only to turn around and then embolden the criminals by passing laws like the Safety Act. Then turn around and use the resulting violence to justify passing other gun control laws. Rinse, wash, and then repeat. This law is literally a bat symbol to criminals, telling them that they can do whatever they want and basically not go to jail. This is the same state where 55 people were shot and 11 killed in Chicago over the Labor Day weekend. Like I keep saying, this is not about safety. It's about control. I read an article about the 10 richest neighborhoods in Chicago, and the first paragraph literally says this. Chicago may have a bad reputation when it comes to crime, but no one can deny that it's got some great neighborhoods. Choose the right one and you'll be blessed with all of the benefits of big city living with precious few of its downsides. The bad news, none of that comes for free. What Chicago's best neighborhoods lack in gun crime and drug trafficking, they make up for in huge medium home values and a cost of living that'll make your jaw drop. You gotta ask yourself, they can keep the gun crime and drug trafficking out of these neighborhoods why don't you think they do the same in the others i'll tell you why and it's called control rich people can pay for armed security so they're not worried about gun laws and don't have to rely on the government for their safety if the people in the middle and the bottom aren't relying on the government to keep them safe because they have their guns to keep them safe there's no one for the government to rule over so the government does everything in its power to make it hard for the law-abiding in the middle and the law-abiding on the bottom to exercise their Second Amendment rights. Oh, and I know while you were sitting there taking in all of this awesome information and breakdown, you were also thinking to yourself, dang, where did he get that cool-ass hat? Yeah, I know, it is cool, ain't it? Well, it's just your luck. Right now at shop.mrcoleonnoir.com, you can get your uh, I Am The Militia patch hats because like I said multiple times in this video, you are on your own. And the only person you can rely on to keep yourself safe is you. And that's well said. I let him get his uh, plug in there for the hat because I thought it was such a great piece. Uh, Colia Noor. Um, you know, if they're going to turn around and let the bad guys out, you've got to defend yourself. But you can't there. Yeah, no, not in Illinois. Not in, especially <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah. Do you know that they don't have a shooting range in Chicago? I did know that. Isn't that crazy? And here's what else is crazy. If you don't have your own car and you want to take public transportation to go out to a shooting range in the suburbs, you can't do that either because it's against the law to carry on public transportation. From all those bus shootings we've had in Chicago. Yeah, well, there's no... Oh, <laughs> my God, you're, you're taking your life into your own hands. <laughs> Um, riding the public transportation. But now it sounds like that then you wouldn't be, they, 
They wouldn't uh, hold you to a cash bond. Doesn't mean they wouldn't hold you to a surety bond, but sounds like even if you got as a law-abiding, uh, quote-unquote law-abiding citizen, you got caught with a, somehow with a concealed weapon. Sounds like you'd just be right back out in the street and ready to go. So maybe <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Anymore. Even if you don't show up when they, That's uh, right. so, your court date. If it's a freebie for one, it's a freebie for all. Hi, would you mind showing up for your court date? We'd <laughs> love to see you. And I can imagine, you know, I feel some empathy just because of, we all know that there's not enough people working right now. So you can imagine how the system of jails and the system of that are like, dude, we, we, we don't have people. This is, I, I can't do this anymore. There's nothing here. But that's not what the politicians are arguing for. I do feel sympathy for some of those that's like, oh, my goodness. You know, you got 30% of staff trying to run uh, what has to happen in Chicago. And it's just, it's insane. It is insane. Um, we're up against the clock, but before we go... Uh, let's hear another one of those. Is it stupid or ignorant? We have federal regulations and state laws that prohibit hunting ducks with more than three rounds. And yet it's legal to hunt humans with 15 round, 30 round, even 150 round magazines. Um, I've not gone on a human hunt. (laughs) So I don't know what that's like. Uh, my problem with the human hunt is... Sometimes they shoot back. Um, so not in that state. <laughs> <laughs> They've made sure of it. Well, is it stupid or just ignorant? Let's go with stupid, ignorant, and can we add law, uh, lying to that somehow? Untruthful. Well, that that is untruthful. Oh, there. Gosh. All well, right. Maybe she believes it, so you can't. We should get her on the show. Why don't you give her yeah. a call and see? I'll, I'll give that a shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, you know, the anti-gunners... Uh, we've had one anti-gunner call to show in 15 years, oh, okay. and she never called back. Uh, and we've invited her back a million times. All right, up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back to wrap it up. We've got Jordan in, and uh, he is with Powderhorn Guns and Archery. I'm Gary Ungun. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Jordan is in from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. And before we move on to uh, more um, stupid or ignorant, uh, let's quickly review the firearms that you brought into the studio today. Shotgun. Really nice. Benelli Benelli M2. I'm sorry? Yeah, the Benelli M2. That's that's one of my favorite. Yeah. I I just sit here and drool over it. I can't I can't I can't help it. I just and mine's probably got 12 years old now. But. Yeah, but uh, it, let's give them a little bit more detail on them, and just in case they move, they tuned in a little late uh, <laughs> because they want to head over to Powderhorn Guns and Archery after the show and buy them. Yes, so the the Benelli and two brand new multiple configurations, colors, barrel lengths, all of that got that in stock right now. You've got the Browning A bolt in a thirty out six nineteen eighty seven manufacture date in pretty darn pristine condition for being 35 years old. Yeah, that furniture looks really nice, considering. Really pretty piece of wood. And then, of course, the Wilson Combat SFT-9, um, one of the one of the finer combat pistols I've I've had the joy of, of uh, getting to hold and play with. It is uh, uh, quite, the, uh, quite the setup. I'm actually th- thinking that um, that'll take me away from the 1911. That it, trigger is really, really nice. It, and, it is. And I'll get the Nolan discount, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm only going to charge you 12% more, sir. Just 12% more. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not ask for the Nolan discount <laughs> when you go to Powderhorn Guns and Archery. It's, it's, it's not worth it <laughs> to do that. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's get a little more, uh, little more of the uh, brilliance of the anti-gun people. 
to your last question, what's the efficacy of, pa of banning these magazine clips? I will tell you, these, these, this is, these are um, ammunition. They're bullets. So the people who have those now, they're going to shoot them. And so if you ban, if you ban them in the future, the number of these high-capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. Oh, <laughs> the first first thought was makes my head what, hurt. What the hell's a magazine clip? Um, the, but beyond that, apparently, what she thinks is that you got a magazine full of ammo, and you shoot until it runs out, and then you throw away the magazine. She doesn't okay. realize you can. I think she's she's put two ideas into one. Are those she, magazine clips available at Powderhorn? I do not have any of those. Or how about the heat-seeking bullets that the Democrat earlier was look talking that, about? I'm going to look that up. I, be, I uh, need to find that'd be great. Those. Yeah, those things must be great. <laughs> <laughs> I got an ex-wife that would never get hit by a heat-seeking anything. Aww. <laughs> allegedly. Add that uh, to the allegedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something that Something that will hit frost and uh, <laughs> you're in like a porch climber. Uh, let's go with... with uh, was stupid because she really did. She sounded stupid and ignorant. Yes. Yeah, I Both. think that's good. Both. Uh, all right, let me get uh, let me get Philip on the line here. Philip, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Hey, good morning, guys. I know it's only been a couple of weeks and everything, and no offense against Jordan or anything, but I think we all kind of miss Kelsey. So Who? you know, if, if some Kelsey. Kel, 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 oh, Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? So, you know, she left every us. Every now and then she can come in and just make a guest appearance there on the show. That'd be fantastic. She left us. I know. She just know. upped and I'm walked there. away from us. I know. I know. You I sent her a bill, enough. by the way, a non-appearance <laughs> fee. Yeah. I'm hoping she'll I'm hoping she'll call in and give, uh, give Mr. Nolan a hard time from time to time. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, you know, we Jordan, him. to tr tell you the truth, if one of you was going to go, well, never mind. We'll talk about this afterwards. <laughs> Thanks, Philip. Glad have a great day, guys. You too. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yeah, it, we do miss her. Uh, and uh, she is uh, really, she, she, she knew her stuff. I mean, she's really, really well-versed. Yes, I, I, we will miss her greatly. Yesterday was her, her last day. She's moving on to her next adventure, but uh, I'm sure I will convince her to come in uh, once or twice a year. Once or twice a year? Maybe. Yeah. Hang out with us. Depends yeah. how much. Uh, yeah, I, th I think I can. I think if uh, I, do, I bring ice cream or something. That, that'll do it. That'll do it every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> All right, more dumb or, or ignorant coming up. Here we go. These new 3D printers, which can be purchased for about $1,000, allow guns to be made perfectly functioning firing guns without any metal hmm well neat. um huh i said that's neat yeah i've not seen any firearm that didn't have any metal even <laughs> printed firearms have some metal you must be mistaken chuck schumer is uh, always correct in everything he says. <laughs> so the uh, magazine and the spring and the yeah, and the no. firing pin, uh, the firing made. pin must be a very very firm plastic. Yeah, it's plastic. Uh huh. I'm gonna guess. Now I, I know what you can make, which would be a, a completely plastic rimfire, uh, breakover action, single use type. Uh, gosh, you compare it to like zip guns of the past. 
but that's it. But I will tell you, we have one of those printers. It took me and my son three weeks to make a keychain and uh, that, that lasted longer than 10 seconds. You know, as soon as you put one key on it, oh, like, dang, how do we figure this out? So those guys must be a lot smarter on um, be able to figure out how to make a full-functioning, repeated-use firearm. Yep, that's a Can't trick. <laughs> All right, uh, so where are we going with that? Uh, ignorant or stupid? I'm going to go with ignorant for not knowing and stupid for listening to people just at face value. That's I'm sh- He didn't make that up. Some Someone in an interest group told him all that. I'm going to go with ignorant. Um, uh, let's, uh, let's go on to the next one here, uh, Mr. Hansen. Yeah, and this is our final one that I have accumulated today. So uh, here we go. This is a ghost gun. Okay, Ray, give me one eye on outside. Ray! <laughs> Maybe I uh, didn't have a chance to edit that one. He basically came out and uh, was showing the latest weapon, the ghost gun. And I apologize for not having that clip ready. There were so many, I had to edit through. Well, you, you've you done yeoman's work. <laughs> and, and the yeoman union wants you to get the card. Uh, they're going to make you a journeyman. All right, I'll turn that back in on Monday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> this... But it is amazing. We had a, a a piece that we played on the air. I think we played it twice where this anti-gun guy was to the point where he didn't want people to have knives. He did, it, Where was Was that here in the United States, Brian? Yes, was it, it was. It was some uh, gun uh, rally, and uh, he came out with his fur coat and a purse and was questioned by the interviewer. And he basically came out and said, any sharp objects, nails, hammers... Anything that could hurt someone should be banned. Yeah, nail guns, uh, much to the chagrin of carpenters everywhere. <laughs> and he did it with a straight face, which was really, <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it was, I mean, that that really was uh, both ignorant and stupid. You know, they call it a, a rifle an assault rifle, but any gun can be made to be an assault weapon. That's Yeah. Uh, it just depends on who's behind it. And if that's the case, if that's what defines assault, then it isn't the gun, it's the person. And the left just don't get it. But we get it. We get powder horn guns and archery, too. Jordan, thank you for being with us. It was a joy. Thank you. All right. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.